0: At a young age, Andrika Nicholas was thrown into a dangerous world she knew nothing about, taking her from a normal teenage girl to the main chick of a street soldier overnight. What initially seemed to be the worst night of her life turned out to be what Andrika thought would be a blessing in disguise. She had everything a girl could ask for, until she didn't anymore. What she soon realized was that everything she thought she knew was so far from the truth that she'd never be able to trust again nor would she make the same mistakes in the future. Enter Crucial, the smooth yet direct and slightly brash gangbanger who carries himself like a suave, debonair, mafia boss. He runs the streets with an iron fist, showing the utmost disrespect to anyone who attempts to cross him or his gang. Always wanting to get what he wants and being no stranger to hard work. When Crucial spots the beautiful Andrika, he's willing to go above and beyond to make her his, regardless of her connections to his enemies and being a taken woman. What begins as a forbidden flirtation soon becomes something that neither can get enough of, causing the two to throw caution to the wind. Will this disallowed love be able to prosper, or will the streets interfere before it can really start? In this love story filled with betrayal and lies, Dracula and Crucial will have to decide if the deadly consequences of their union is even worth it. I am your host slash cousin, Erica the Bibliophile, and let's get right into this crazy story. So, Andrika is woken up at 2 o'clock by her mother, Jada, telling her, I need you to get up and do something for me. Now, let's pull over already. Please don't wake me up at 2 o'clock. Like, I'm so glad my parents never did that, because what did you, at 2 o'clock, tell me you need me to do something? What? But anyway. Her mom is a dope fiend who is under the delusion that nobody knows that she does drugs. So Andrika gets up and follows her mom to the living room where there's a large in stature and weight man waiting. So Jada turns to the man like here she is. And, you know, like they're having a conversation back and forth. And when Andrika realizes what her mother is doing, She becomes pissed off and tells the man, look, I don't know what she told you, but whatever she promised you, you're not getting it from me. And so Jada tells her to stop being selfish and to just go with the man. And selfish is the last thing that Andrika is. Even at 17, she is the one taking care of not only herself, but also her baby sister, Skylar, who is only 13 and she has a little hustle of cutting hair which is bringing money into the house because her mama ain't making none um so once again she refuses the man whose name is harm and that's supposed to mean something because jada is afraid of the man but andreka's like i don't care i'm not going with him to give to get you drugs like you're basically selling me so you can get drugs and The man is getting upset and tells Jada to go get her younger daughter, Skylar, which is a mess because it's like Andrika is already 17 and that's underage. And then you talking about go get the smaller or younger daughter, excuse me. And it's just like, ugh, gross. So to protect her sister, Andrika agrees to go with him. So he throws her in the backseat of his truck and tells his driver, no stops. So when they're in the back of the car, Andrika tries to start up her tough act again, telling him she's not going to do anything. And when he gets tired of hearing it, he punches her and knocks her out. So when Andrika wakes up, she's handcuffed to an old bed with the man Harm plus maybe 15 to 20 men standing around her, you know, just staring at her in anticipation of what's about to happen. So, of course, she's scared out of her mind. She's pleading with them to let her go. And then she's screaming for help. And when she starts screaming for help, a young girl sticks her head in the room saying, you know, like, what's going on? And when Harm tells her to get out and she realizes what is happening, instead of helping Andrika, the girl just tries to get one of the guys by the name of O.D., To come out of the room. She's like come on. You don't need to be a part of this. But he like blows her off. And the guy like kicks her out. Like I said get the fuck out. So get out. The door opens again. And a man who Andrika describes as being fine. Which throws me off. And I know it's the writing of the book. But it's just like in a situation where you're about to be gang raped i don't think you would be seeing any men as fine they would all be creepy and disgusting but he's described as having caramel skin a fade with juicy curls on top nice build and a few tattoos here and there and his name is mo so mo pays harm to let her go because at first he's like man what is y'all don't cut this out and Harmon's like, nah, she gonna me some money. And so after me, I'm going to decide who can get at her next. So Mo pays him, like, you know, how much is it? And he tells him like $2,000. So he pulls off the money and pays it to him and takes her into what she assumes to be his room. And she tries to leave, but he tells her to relax. It's late. And she's in Los Castillos. Which is a really bad gang area in LA. Specifically, the Yobs are Yobs. I am gonna say Yobs, who Mo is a member of. So it's just like, girl, you are not going nowhere. Or if you are trying to go out by yourself, what I just paid to get you out of might happen anyway, or worse. So Mo is twenty and Andrika is seventeen. So after that night of him rescuing her, the two become really close. Spending a lot of time together, which I'm like, how much time can you spend together after a week, which is how long Andrika has been home after that night. And her mom, Jada, is acting as if everything is great and she didn't sell her daughter or attempt to sell her daughter and just going on about her life. Like everything is cool, which of course Andrika has a problem with, but it's like, you know, I need a place to stay so I can't say too much. And I ain't really trying to get into that with her. So they get into a fight. Because Andrika. Excuse me. She done got dressed. And she about to walk out the door. And Jada looking at her clothes. Like I know what you doing. Don't come back here pregnant. And this starts a fight between them. Which I think Jada slaps her first. And so Andrika slaps her back. Like if we gonna fight. Let's get the fighting. And Jada puts her out and tells her don't come back. So when Mo picks her up. He tells her that he likes her, but she needs to change her look. Basically, saying she looks too young, and it's like, motherfucker, because she is. Um, but he tells her, you know, we're gonna get your hair done, and you gotta, you need to look like my lady. <sighs> Red flag number one, ladies. If off the bat, because they only been spending about a week together, and after a week, he already telling her that he needs to change her look, and trying to change things about and the way she dressed stop by not doing it so he takes her to essence essence is the girl who was there that night when she was almost gang raped to do her hair and od who is one of the guys that was in there that appears to be essence's boyfriend comes out the room you know he's staring at andrika And sticks out his hand like to shake her hand and calling her beautiful. And of course, Andrika is uncomfortable being in the room with the two of them. And you can see that Essence is jealous. And it's just like, why am I hanging around motherfuckers who was about to let me get raped and not do anything? Like one of the people who was going to rape me is staring in my face right now trying to shake my hand like I'm supposed to be cool with this it blew my mind i'm just like there's no way i wouldn't have been hanging out with mo and as soon as he brought me into that apartment with essence i'm like so you got me fucked up i don't care how good she can do hair i'm not staying here like she was just gonna let that shit happen and then when they have a conversation about it because andreka her, like you know do you do that a lot just leave women to get raped and she's like you know what can i do to alleviate the situation and it's like growing up in hood culture and being a part of you know all that type of stuff it's it's complicated but still it's like we are not finna be buddy buddy and you was about to let me get raped like i know but anyway uh so she let her do her hair and as soon as she's done she's like you know thanks mo's on his way and essence laughing said girl please he drops you off he ain't coming back till maybe one or two o'clock this must be your first time being with a uh, um, a drug dealer. You might as well make yourself comfortable. And so, of course, he doesn't come back to get her until after midnight and then takes her to an empty apartment that he claims is his and that he just got and takes her virginity while making her promise to be loyal to him. Oh, baby. So now we are six years later down the line and Mo is now the leader of the Yobes. He and Andrika have a three-year-old son, Cooper. And they now stay in a five-bedroom mansion in Hollywood. O.D. is Mo's right-hand man who is still sl- saying slick comments to Andrika every time he's around her. And she has told this to Mo, and he just brushes it off saying, Oh, O.D. is joking which is another red flag it's like first he wants you to change how you look and change your clothes and now you are telling him well first of all he got you around somebody that um almost attempted to rape you but then you are telling him that he's still saying slick stuff on the side and he's like oh man that's him just playing and how how do we get to six years later how is their baby involved like okay look just for the sake of the story but this is like when you try to apply this to real life it's like what and i can't even say that because there are people who really go through this but it's just like it sounds so fucking crazy um so they're loading up mo's truck because they're taking little baby cooper to disneyland and um you know how when you're going on a road trip the very first stop is the gas station fill up grab some snacks because it's like we finna be in his car for a minute so andrika gets out and goes in the store to grab some snacks for the ride and as she's shopping you know the door opens and in walk a few guys but there's one that especially catches her eye he's described as being very tall deep mahogany skin smooth as butter nicely trimmed mustache that goes into a thick beard he has full lips Long hair braided like Nipsey Hussle. Solid build and covered in tattoos. He oozes power. And this is Erica speaking. As I was reading this book, I felt like what Siobhan was trying to do was blend Nipsey Hussle and... What's that man's name? Why am I drawing a blank? What is that man's name? Pop Smoke. Like she was trying to blend them together into one. Because that's very much what it sounded like. So anyway, she is caught staring at the dude. And he tells her, I like what I see too, baby. And at first she tries to get a little attitude because she got caught. And it's like, don't be mad because you got caught staring. And then you try to play it off. And he humbled her real quick until Mo texts her or calls her. Like, you know, you've been in there too long. What the hell are you doing? So she, like, immediately leaves out the store without getting her stuff. And when she gets back to the car, Mo is like, what is taking you so long? Them niggas from the lunatics is in there. So let's go before they start a problem. And as she's getting into the car, the guy that she was low-key flirting with comes outside with a bag of the stuff that she left in the store telling, telling her she forgot to pay for her things. So he looks... At Mo and tells him that he's gonna take his woman and treat his son as if he were his own so Mo, you know he tried to jump crazy but the guy puts a gun to his stomach and Andrika is pleading with him to get back in the truck like you know come on let's go it ain't worth it don't do this out here let's go but before the man walks away he turns to Andrika and tells her that she's gonna be his wife so when Moe get back in the car he like you know that nigga like what's all that about and she's like I ain't never met him before a day in my life I don't know what y'all got going on gang stuff ain't got nothing to do with me I don't want to be a part of it and so Mo is now no longer in the mood to go to Disneyland so he says we're going back home and Andrika's like no I'm not stopping my son's activity because you and your feelings now but he takes them back home and Andrika gets in her car to take Cooper. And once again, Mo tries to stop her by saying, well, I don't know how you're going to pay for it because you're not getting no money from me. And it's like, OK, what is this red flag number four or five? Like he's trying to control you with money or he does control you with money. But Andrika says she got she tells him like not to even worry about it. But she got her own little stash of money, so it's like cool. If that's what you want to do, Playboy, you got it. Um, she goes and picks up Essence, who they have grown closer over the years, where it's not like they're best friends, but Andrika is cordial enough to where you know they're cool. And so she's telling her about what happened at the gas station, and Essence informs her that the man's name is crucial and he is the leader. Of the lunatics, which is their rival gang, so it's like don't fuck with that nigga. Cause at first Andre was trying to like downplay how good he looked, and Essence described him like he boom bow bow, and she like yeah, she like girl that nigga fine, don't you ain't gotta lie, but besides that, don't fuck with him. So when she returns home after Disneyland. Their house is surrounded by police cars, and Mo is sitting on the ground, handcuffed. Andrika, when she lets the police know that that is her house, she is also placed under arrest for illegal possession, 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 Lord, of narcotics, firearms, ammunition, and stolen funds. And she's looking at Mo upside his head, cause it's like. He told her he didn't bring like none of that stuff to their house. House is full of it. So, the police were um trying to t- no, they did handcuff her, excuse me. But she tells them like, "No, my son is in the car. Like, let me get my son." And it's like, "Of course, like, girl, you want to arrest. So sorry about your baby." And she tries to fight the police as they're like getting Cooper from the back seat. And she ends up getting pepper sprayed. So it's been a few months. And Andrika is now out of jail. But she is now about to attend Moe's funeral. Two and a half weeks prior, Moe was murdered in prison. So Andrika is now living in a rundown apartment with no money. Because she gave custody to mo's parents and when she got out of jail she just had to show you know that she had a place she had a car and she had the means to take care of him but she still had some of the stolen money so when she tried to put that in her account and they matched up the numbers you know of course they snatched all that money and that got her even more trouble um So, she has her sister call Mo's mom to see how she's supposed to ride in the family limo. And Skylar tells her that Mrs. McCullough, that's how I'm going to say. I hope that's how it's supposed to be pronounced. Says that the family limo is full. And leaves it at that. Like, no other explanation. But it's just, like, you know that I'm your son's girlfriend, like, I have his child, and you're telling me on the day of the funeral that the family limo is full. Like, make that make sense? Especially if you know his family, like he ain't got no brothers and sisters, so it's just the parents. It's like who else is in the family limo? Um, so they have to drive there, and when they get to the funeral, there's no room for her on the you know like the first two possibly even three rows like as much as the family wants that's the rows are for them so they tell her like there's no room for her on the very first row but there's some woman that she does not know sitting next to most parents which confuses her but she tells them she's not moving until they find her a seat so mr uh mccullough he tells her to, uh, well, tells one of the ushers to move somebody from the other side of the front row so she can find a seat. And so she's still looking at this woman that she's never seen before who was sitting on the front row who is really torn up about Mo being dead. And so at the repass, Mrs. McCullough and the woman whose name is Cece Like, pull her into a room and inform her that Cece is actually Mo's wife. And they have been together for 12 years. Married for five. Meaning, they got married a year into his relationship with Andrika. And she turns to Mrs. McCullough and says, If this is true, because she would not believe it at first, why the hell did you and your family welcome me and pretend like I was his only one? And just this right here. I'm loyal to Mariah and no one else. That's what the mom said. So let's learn about relationships because I was just going to say ladies, but it's on both sides of the family. Quit thinking that your partner's family is also your family. They will know that this person is married, got about four different side chicks, 12 outside babies, and still look in your face and call you daughter, sis, niece, and act like they don't know a motherfucking thing. Quit trusting these people. You can be friendly and acknowledge them, but quit thinking that your significant or who you believe to be your significant other's family is your family because they are not trifling. And so after a few more heated words are exchanged, Andrika punches Cece and slaps Mrs. McCullough because it's just like, so both of y'all finna play in my motherfucking face. And it's like, bitch, you knew about me and you still married the nigga. And now you in here trying to wave the fact that y'all married in my face. Like, okay. So as she's storming out to leave... Bullets begin to light up the church. I'm gonna let I'm gonna say it again. Bullets begin to light up the church. So Andrika grabs Cooper and Skyler, and they make a run for it. Which of course, like, yeah, I don't have custody of my baby, but I'm that's the first person I'm grabbing. I'm worried about my baby. He's in here. So in an alleyway, Crucial pulls up alongside aside them with a gun hanging out the window I'm talking about some get in the car my bad yo bat y'all just lit up the ch- we all want a hood nigga but not this goddamn hood i can't f- my nigga you lit up the church and of course she refuses like no but one of the Yobes like runs into the alleyway and Crucial shoots them and then ushers the three of them into the car. So while he's driving them to her car, he asks her for her number and she calls that nigga insane and tells him no. Because she's under the impression that he's the reason why Moe got arrested and killed. So he's the reason why her life is the way that it is because mo had never been in trouble with the cops until that day they ran into crucial at the gas station crucial is at the strip club with his gang and they're talking about their women and he shows them a picture of andrika saying she's gonna be his woman soon and one of the guys says you know you only want her because that's mo's old lady and you're like man i don't give a fuck about that nigga that's why i shot up that funeral fuck him I want her, excuse me. And so one of the strippers, whose name is Danica walks up to them complaining about him not watching her dance on the stage because he's too busy looking at his phone and she sees the picture of Andrika. And she's like, you over here looking at girls not even watching me? And he's like, this isn't just a girl. This is my wife. So when you see her, you know, address her as such. So he's paying no change to her demeanor because it's just like she's somebody that he fucks from time to time, like really nothing special. And she's cool. That's what he's thinking. But because he ain't paying her no attention, he don't see that she feels some type of way. And then he checks her because when she hears that Andrika is a yobe or a yobe's girl, she tries to call her a hoe for hood hopping and he kicks her out of his section and she tries to apologize but he's like no 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 get your ass out so and is out with her friend ayana when they fake bump into crucial because those two are having dinner together and she sees crucial outside across the street at the ice cream place so she's telling her friend like you know i could go for some ice cream let's go get some ice cream and try to walk past him like without saying nothing acting like she don't see that he there I'm like girl you swear you can't stand this nigga but you try everything you can to get closer to him so he tries to get Andrika to ride with him even though she sees him there with a woman and three children who she's thinking could possibly be his so she's like no ain't you with your girl and these kids or your kids he tells her i can have somebody come pick her and them little motherfuckers up so what's up and she says no and tries to walk past but he pulls her in for a hug and telling her in 48 hours they are going on a date so andrika works in essence essence is, that is a tongue twister she got a hair salon she work in her hair salon and now that od is now the leader of the yobes essence is essentially the first lady or quote-unquote queen so you know essence is feeling herself now like she's been a part of the gang but now that her quote-unquote man because it don't even really seem like they official essence just really love this nigga and he just like cool whatever she feeling herself so Andrica confronts essence about knowing if mo had a wife Which, she admits that she did know, but she tried to warn Andrika when she first met her, which is a lie. Because, first of all, that ain't even the first time, well, I guess you could say, officially met. But, when she did her hair that night, all she told Andrika is that she wouldn't last. She didn't say, you not his only girlfriend, or you not the only woman in his life. You just told her that she wouldn't last. That's not letting somebody know that this nigga got a wife or he got a girlfriend and some more kids because cooper ain't even his only son i believe it was two sons and a daughter so he got three other kids besides cooper <sighs> man i would have beat Essence's ass and um essence tells her that her loyalty lies with od and no one else. Not even the gang. Because if OD said he was done gangbanging and wanted to no longer be a part of the Yobes, she would leave with him. Which is so stupid. But, okay. Um, Crusoe shows up to the salon to uh, get a haircut. Because remember, even in high school, Andrika was cutting hair. That's like her passion and he makes her client get up out the chair and take his place and as she's lining him up essence comes from the back you know trying to be that bitch telling him that his kind isn't welcome there like he's a fucking dog or something and um tells him he has to leave before she calls her man and he knows he doesn't want that and it's like girl you brag you gonna get your nigga hurt and he basically tells her, don't do it if you care about that nigga well-being. Think I'm playing. And so she goes to the back and it's just like, whoop-de-whoop, whatever. And Andrika's telling him, you know, please don't participate in that. He's like, baby, I live for this. I live for it, uh, causing chaos. So O.D. walks in, but it's real hesitant. And he looks at Crucial like, we got a problem? And Crucial's like, I don't know, do we have a problem? So, OD tries to walk up on Crucial and Crucial jumps up out his out the chair taking the cape that Andrika, you know, she had unsnapped it and wraps wraps it around OD's neck. And it's basically like holding that nigga up off the ground because OD is 5'9", while Crucial is 6'5". So, when he lets him go, OD falls to the floor unconscious. And one of the hairstylists is like, is he dead? Another one responds, no, he's asleep essence come get your man up off the floor girl and it's just like basically you called your nigga here to get embarrassed shame so andrika is in court and the judge asks if she took the child without permission you know the day of the funeral when the shooting was going on and when she tries to explain herself he cuts her off Saying, you know, that's a yes or no question. And it's like, it's really not. Because that deserves an explanation. It's like, there were bullets flying. I'm not fucking leaving my child just because there's a court order. And I know it's for the drama of the book. Because in, I would think, other circumstances, a judge would want to know everything that happened and nothing being left out. Because it's just like, if bullets were flying... And you just left without even thinking to look for your child or look at your child. It's like, oh no, there's this court order. My child isn't in my custody, so I can't make sure that they're okay. Like, make it make sense. But Andrika says, yes, but he was in a dangerous situation. And I was not about to leave my child to comply with the custody order. All of what I just said. And the McCullough's lawyer calls her defiant and possibly being behind the shooting at Mo's funeral just to get Cooper which is like what I would possibly get my child killed for the order to take um for the opportunity to take my child like make that make sense and so he has pictures of them being in Crucial's car after the shooting with Crucial's gun hanging out the window like how he pulled up on her so of course the judge sides with the plaintiff citing that her actions were inexcusable and now she is only allowed to visit Cooper inside of the McCullough's home which of course is not something that she wanted so after she cries in her car she goes home where she's receives a call from Crucial And, you know, he can tell that she's upset and he's like, his way of soothing is like, what's up? Do I need to come kill somebody for fucking with my baby? And I think it makes her smile, but it's just like, nigga, you are the reason this is happening to me. And she tells him that she's not going on this date that he keeps talking about. And he tells her if he has to kidnap her, he will. And she's still going on a date. So the next day, she schedules appointments all day, like trying to stay real late with the hopes of him not showing up. So she also doesn't hear from him. So when she walks outside to her car, he immediately pulls up beside her and tells her to get into the car. So she's like, no, I'm not going. I've been at work all day. Whoop-de-whoop. So he puts a sack over her and puts her in the car. He takes her to a movie theater and has like all of her favorite movies as possible options and she just thinks this is so dope like oh these are all of my favorite movies and it's like of course yeah i know girl um and so he also has them bring food from a seafood restaurant since that's her favorite as well and he says you know since you wouldn't talk to a nigga and tell me these type of things i had to stalk your social media and learn some shit about you So, you know, they're having a good time. They vibing. The quote-unquote date is going well. They even discover that they share the same birthday, which is March 31st. And he makes a statement about it being God's plan. Of Mo being locked up the same day that they met. Because she hasn't been touched since. Like, she hasn't had sex with anybody. So, as soon as he says that, that changes her whole mood. And she tells him like everything is her fault i mean everything is his fault which is you know why her life is the way it is and he refuses he's like i first of all i don't even fuck with police and i ain't no damn snitch so don't blame that on me and don't blame that on my gang your nigga just happened to get caught and he shouldn't have the shit where he lay his head that's his fault but don't blame that on me because i ain't fucking do it so of course she's upset now and she demands that he takes her home but he taunts her until she takes out her stun gun and like uses it uses it on him, which doesn't hold him down for long. But she grabs his keys and steals his car. She's she goes back to the salon to get her car, leaving his car there, and she goes home. So when she wakes up, Crucial is standing there with a gun in her face. Like, give me one good reason why I shouldn't pull on this bitch right now and at first she tries to say like somebody will hear he's like girl I don't give a fuck i done kill people before next and then she tries to say oh my sister's coming like i can't shoot your sister too like come on you your time's almost up i'm getting ready to pull and she apologizes so then he tells her to get up and get dressed and when she steps into her kitchen she sees that he cooked breakfast for her which is so great because He was described as being really mad. So, it's just like, tell me why I shouldn't kill your ass right now. All along, this nigga had breakfast waiting in the kitchen. Like, Crucial is crazy. So, they sit and chill all day together until nighttime. When he's getting ready to go, he tells her to pack a bag. So, when they get outside, she sees that his truck is there. But doesn't see her wrong, which surprises her because she still had the key and she didn't tell him where his car was. And so he tells her, you know, damn, your truck like being broken down into pieces. And she gets upset saying that she needs it and she lets it slip about having to need her car to go see her son. But he tells her, you know, oh, but, uh, you know, oh, well. But when they get to his house, her truck is actually in his garage. When she looks at him like, why would you do that? And it's like, girl, come on now. Don't act like you can do it to him, but he can't do it to you. So he takes her to his real house, which of course, every drug dealer has. They have the apartment that they keep where everybody thinks their stuff is. And then they have their real house way out where can't nobody find it. Um... So they both go take a shower in separate bedrooms, then they lay up together talking and while they're talking, Donica calls, but Crucial doesn't answer but Andrika tells him like, "You know you can answer that if you want." so he's like, "Man, uh, no, So they end up having sex, and a few days later, Crucial shows up to Donica's house because she just been blowing his phone up, calling back to back to back, to back to back. So he's like, you know, what, what do you want? It could have been an emergency. And he was like, well, you should have called somebody that, you know, could help you. Like, I'm not the nigga to call for that. And it's basically like, this ain't nothing but a sexual thing. Not even a relationship. Because it's just like, in his eyes, he says he maybe sees her twice a month. It's like they don't lay up, they don't talk. It ain't none of that to where he feels like she should have any feelings. But on her side, of course she feels like it's something different in that she's basically his main bitch. And so she tells him that people are starting to talk about him being with Andrika. Andrika Andrika and He's looking at her because he don't believe it. Like, he knows eventually it's going to be a problem because they're from rival gangs. But he really don't care about that. Um, so he tells her, you know, come on, get dressed. Let's go. And she's like, what? And he knows she's lying. But, you know, he's riding it out. Like, come on, you finna point out the people that was talking. And, of course, he basically says it at the same time. You don't remember. I don't remember. But, yeah, of course you don't. Um... And he tells her, you know, stop playing with me. First of all, I don't give a fuck, but don't be blowing me up for this bullshit. And so one of her sons comes out and asks him, like, if he wants him to paint. It was a very homophobic moment that really could have not been a part of the book. But it's like, what's a hood story if niggas aren't homophobic and calling everything gay and being really rude? So, Andrika gets a notification that Donica is now following her on IG, which, of course, pipes her interest because you told me that she was just a homegirl. Why is your homegirl following me and trying to be all up in my business? Especially when she was, like, giving me the side eye when I saw you all together. So, speaking of crucial, she feels away because after they hung out that night at his house and had sex, she hasn't heard from him. She goes to see Cooper, which, of course, he is so happy to see his mommy. He wants to leave with her, but she has to tell him that he can't. And he's like, why? I won't be bad, which broke my heart. Because it's just like, how? This is the type of stuff that is hard to explain to a child. Like, you know that this is your mother and you can't go with her. Like, you have to live in separate houses that's hard to explain to a child not why two parents could possibly be of the same sex or you know like that's not hard to explain i digress um so they play together she cooks for him and she has to swallow her pride because she has to ask emily which is most i'm gonna start calling by their first name she has to ask Emily if she could take him out for ice cream which of course she has to be a bitch and say no but um so once again Andrika has to tell him that they can't do something and when Cooper starts crying I thought you wanted a baby big boys don't cry and it's like then you got niggas that don't want to communicate with you and you wonder why he is three years old why are you trying to shut down his emotions already? But anyway, while at work, she's standing outside, talked to a few of her co-workers. And she sees Crucial across the street talking to two women. So she tries to play it off, you know, like, it is what it is. But really on the inside, she had his fish grease. So she attempts to go back in. And he calls out to her. and She tries to keep walking. He he's like, make me cut up in any streets if you want to. So... They meet in the middle of the street, and when he tries to touch her, she backs away and then gets upset when he turns around to walk away. And she says, just like I thought, as soon as you got some, you started acting funny. So he's real quick to check her and say, no, ma'am, that was actually you, miss girl. I've been chasing you, trying to make you my woman. And it's you who is constantly telling me that you don't want nothing to do with me so why would i continue to try to call you and try to change like you just want me to be uh your lap dog like girl come on make it make sense it's you who don't know what you want and it's like really you want this nigga but you um her mind all fucked up so later when she's talking to ayana about what happened ayana tells her to go for it. so she texts crucial And he tells her to come to a party that he's at. So he introduces Andrika to the gang as his girl. And he reminds them that he don't care where they think they know her from. She's his woman now. So while she goes to the restroom at the party, she receives an email from Mr. McCullough. Telling her whatever she did earlier at her visit, don't do it again and stop associating with known criminals because Emily sees everything, which she should already know because it's like at that last custody hearing, they got pictures of you with this man, which makes no sense because that means they had to be following you prior and already watching what you're doing. Because otherwise, like, why would they know to just be taking pictures of you to have on deck? To show, you know, to the judge. So, she should have known she was already being followed. So, as she leaves the bathroom, some guy steps on Crucial's shoes. Which, of course, Crucial got to show out. And this upsets her. And they have another argument about how reckless he is. Because it's like, I'm out here trying to get my son back. And every little thing you got to blow up over. So, it's like, eh, I ain't got time to deal with this. And so... When Andrika comes to work one day, Essence approaches her about dealing with Crucial. And Andrika tells her to mind her business. Like, you know, that's none of your business. I'm not, it don't interfere with my work or nothing like that. And Essence also tries to apologize about not telling her about Sissy. But, you know, too little too late. And she really don't care at this point because like the nigga did. So what do it really matter? Crucial leaves a gift for her at her station, which is a gold set of barbering tools. And later, as she's leaving, Crucial's leaning on the side of the building waiting for her. And it's just like, huh. People doing this back and forth shit. So, they go to his uncle's fish restaurant, which is basically like across the street. They eat. They're having good conversation. They end up having sex in his car and it's like almost as soon as they're done like andrica she's having this battle in her mind so she jumps up and attempts to just get out of the car but he tells her that her not being with him is not an option so basically you my woman whether you want to be or not so danica also makes drops for crucial and after every drop She has to check in with him like all the runners do. But, um... So, that was another reason why she was feeling like she just... His ride or die chick. And while he's counting the money, she tries to come on to him. And he is basically not paying her no attention. Like, girl, I don't want that chick. No, thank you. And she started talking stuff about her being the only one that he's been fucking. And he just crushes her soul because like unlike you who like to run your mouth i was having sex with other people everybody just don't like to let it be known like you do ouch and so she's thinking that he killed her boyfriend at one point just to be with her and so she says you killed my man for nothing and he tells her no i killed your man because he tried to step to me about fucking you if he would have just continued to let me fuck you in peace it wouldn't have been a problem um but you delusional for thinking that i killed him just to be with you i don't first of all i'm not with you so what the fuck is you talking about so while she's working one night od propositions her and she gives him his number which is like, of course, it's going to backfire because it's like, girl, you can't go from one side of the game to the other thinking you're going to make this nigga jealous when OD is nothing for Crucial to be jealous over. So while Crucial is at his uncle's place eating with one of his guys, Essence approaches him offering him sex and gets her feelings like he called her long booty. And then while Crucial is outside smoking, he sees Andrika come out the shop with a man and immediately goes over. He, and (laughs) I don't know if it's just because he's so tall, but this is another person that he has like dangling in the air while he asks, you know, who is this? And he's basically just like a janitor who helps out and grabs stuff that they need. Crucial sends the man across the street to his uncle's spot to buy some food so he instead can help her with the box and they kiss and Andrika thanks him because he's always there to make her feel better despite how much she has going on in her life. And he tells her he's doing God's will by taking care of his soon-to-be wife. And while at first she was smiling her face goes to serious And he tells her, you know, we're going to talk in a few days. It's going to be all right. So, Andrika visits with Cooper and goes over the allowed time. Because, like, you know, while they were playing, she laid in bed with him and, like, put him to sleep. And I think she's only supposed to be there for, like, maybe an hour, maybe even two. And she was there, like, basically all day. And so, Emily tells her, the more you defy me... The harder it's going to be to get your son back. And then she tells Andrika that she's going to send Cooper to live with Sissy for two months. Under the guise of getting to know his siblings. And Andrika's like, no. And Emily tells her, you know, it's really not up to you. I was just trying to give you common courtesy by letting you know. But Andrika tells her, if you send my son to live with that bitch you're gonna regret it and it's just like of course you know we all know that you're doing this out of spite because what other reason would you have to send that baby to live with that woman them siblings can come over to your house and they can spend time together on mutual grounds there's no reason to send him and then if that's the case we going back to court because your honor If they don't want to take care of my son, why can't I have my son back? Why are they sending him to live with this outside person? They're not taking care of him either. And I want my kid. I'm like, go ahead. Please do it. So when she gets home, there's a big package waiting for her. And it's a Fisher Price laugh and learner set for toddlers. She receives a text from Crucial. He brought it and told her to update him on how Cooper likes it. So, you know, this is touching her a little bit. And then she hears someone drop something else into her mailbox. So, when she opens the package, there's pictures of her and Crucial, I think doing a do, uh Crucial's mugshot, and his arrest history. So, she obviously knows that this is from Mo's parents. Telling her, like, girl, we see you. We know what you're doing. And I'm not understanding why she first of all didn't tell Crucial about this so they can have a conversation about it so it's like you know I'm really feeling you I would like to see where this goes but for the sake of me getting my son back it has to be this because Crucial is crazy like he wasn't gonna give up regardless but I feel like if she just would have told him this is what's going on and I need you to back off a little bit he would have did it or he would have found a way around it but her not saying anything and getting upset it's just like how you mad at this nigga and he really don't even know what's going on with you because you ain't saying nothing um so she's confused as to if they really think that uh, crucial is bad for cooper and that's why they want her to leave him alone or if emily is just trying to control her life Which literally makes no sense because like how is she it is so weird. So while at a local store um, Crucial is like with one of his friends from the gang one of the Yobes runs in and shoots Crucial. Crucial follows the guy out of the store punches the window out in the car that he's in and pulls the guy out. The car pulls off, leaving him by himself and Crucial stumps the guy out and pistol whips him with his own gun before walking off. He couldn't actually kill him because, you know, people were starting to surround them and record it. So he's like, you know, I can't kill the nigga on camera. I could whoop his ass, though. Um, So he was actually hit by one of the bullets and gets into his car and drives himself to Cherry, who is their hood doctor. So later that night, he shows up at the club where some of the yelps are and shoots up into their VIP area. Um, He thinks he got like three of them while everybody is running out. So he's happy. And of course, he makes a clean getaway. It's Thursday, you know, and they're finally having their talk. So first, Andrika gets a visit from Skylar, who is having a hair crisis. She got a weave in her hair and it's irritating her scalp. And she was trying to change her look to attract boys because it's basically Andrika's story all over again. Of looking like a little girl and wanting to grow up and look more quote unquote womanly. And Andrika tells her baby, please don't try to grow up too fast. And if they don't like you for how you look like who you are, then don't give them the time of day. So later, she hears someone knocking at her door, and then the person trying to just come through the door. So she has a knife that she waves, but it's crucial. So he grabs it by the blade and throws it across the room. He tells her like that the landlord, quote unquote, gave him a key. So, you know, he was just gonna come right on in. So he picks her up against the wall and puts her up against the wall kissing on her while they're talking i'm not trying to come between you and your son i just want to be with you take care of you and your son make you happy which (laughs) and i think (laughs) i i'm I'm only laughing because it's just like when i read this all i could think about is because they started having sex and it's just like what happened to his hand like, cause he literally grabbed the knife by the blade and it cut his hand. So it's just like, where where's the blood? Why they having sex? They just having bloody sex. And then also, I'm laughing at myself cause I put in the notes, you know, just cause a nigga thugging don't mean he want to see you smile, baby. And it's just like it's an old uh Lloyd Banks song. Anyway, um so he asks her you know like why don't you have your son and she explains everything that's going on and it's like you really could have did that in the beginning and y'all would have less problems so he offers to help but she refuses you know like basically giving her some money so she can get a better lawyer like trying to better her situation and she says no because in the past she let a man run her and that's not something that she wants to ever happen again so she's doing this all by herself and crucial tells her you know like as your man that's something that i'm supposed to do i'm supposed to help you out i ain't trying to control you i want somebody that has goals so and got another job so she's working as a barber and she's also working at a chicken shop so one day when crucial is picking her up he tells her that she, that he's getting her another place to stay because she's in Yob territory. And when they find out or when they call themselves trying to do something about them being together, it's not going to be safe for her to stay there. And so when she thinks about it, she agrees and tells him that she will let him foot the bill until she can manage it herself. And so, you know, he has a few legitimate businesses, but he also sells drugs. And he exports them inside of dead animals. So, Andrika is having another custody meeting. And the McCulloughs and their lawyer shows the judge all the things that they sent to her in the envelope. Because it's like, of course, they're going to have copies, girl. And the judge tells her that she can't have custody but Cooper can stay the night with her two nights out of the month of the McCullough's choosing. And also, if their lawyer can bring solid proof, because when they told the judge about Crucial, it's like he may or may not be doing this or be doing that. And the judge said, well, this is just speculation. You don't have concrete concrete proof, so I don't really want to hear about this. But the judge tells her, you know, if the Lawyer can bring in solid proof that crucial has been involved with any legal activity in the last year. He'll be giving the McCulloughs full custody for three years, and that'll be the next time that they revisit this case. So, really, it kind of just fucked her up. But the judge also schedules for her apartment to be expected for the upcoming visit in like a day or two so she's trying to ask for more time and they're like you done had all this time you ain't ready yet and i was like why would she even fight that i'm like yes you can come to my apartment so crucial calls her as she's leaving and she only tells him a little bit of how it went like excluding what they brought up about him she tells him that he was mentioned, but not all of the stuff that they had on him. And it's like, why would you not inform him? Like, why are you keeping him in the dark about this? And so he pulls up on her saying, you know, I'm coming to pick you up anyway. It don't even really matter. So he speaks to the McCulloughs, who try to act like him simply saying hi to them is somehow threatening them. So then he takes her to buy her a brand new Range Rover because the jeep that she had od bought and of course my woman ain't riding around in some shit another nigga bought so we finna get rid of that and you're gonna get a new car because first he was telling her you know just pick a lot tell me what kind of car you want and we going to get it and at first she's like no no he like i i really ain't trying to hear all that bullshit just pick a car and let's go so she like range rover and it's just like I think he's driving around in a Lamborghini. So, it's like, girl, you really thought you was doing something with the Range Rover? He's like, okay, cool. And so, he buys her a 200K brand new Range Rover. And then takes her shopping for Cooper's room. But when they get to her place, her door is open and her place is destroyed. So, he tells her, you know, pack whatever you want to take of you and your babies because you're not coming back here. So, crucial has also hired a private investigator to find out anything that could help Andrika in her case. So Andrika gets a call from Cece, who is still trying to be petty about Cooper coming to stay with her. And after Andrika, you know, basically reads her down, Cece is the one hanging up upset. Now, I think Andrika threatened to be harassed, and it's like girl you should not be threatening her because you don't know if they record no phone calls to later use against you and as much as it sucks you should really be trying to play nice all around which is fucked up but sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do so crucial sends andrika to the spa and this is where she meets is it jory or corey Jory's girlfriend, and Jory is a member of the Lunatics, he's like inside of Crucial's main circle of the gang. And his girlfriend, okay, her name M A I S S A Mesa, Mazia, I don't know. Um, she's really like a turn off from the start. It's like, she just sits down next to Andrika without even knowing her. Did your man send you here too? You look like it. And it's just like, how do I look like my man is providing for me to come to the spot? And why is that the first thing I show mouth? up? It's just like, you just want to let it be known that you're being taken care of. And Andrika says something about, you know money isn't everything or I don't want a man to take care of me and she says I need a man to buy the whole store if I want it and it's just like girl, oh you're fucking annoying like it's one thing to have that lifestyle but then to act like like that's the only thing you can talk about is the fact that you don't have to do anything and that your man takes care of you like people don't want even other people who are living that lifestyle i don't think they want to hear about that shit 24 7 but then i could be wrong so when they exchange names and she hears Andrica's name she says oh you messed with crucial and she's looking at her like how do you know that and she's like oh i'm Jory's girlfriend and you know like they're running the same circles, whatever and i heard about you and it's just like everything about you is just ugh and so when they're done, she walks alongside Andrika while talking about her sister who was waiting for her in the lobby. And she says, you know, I bet you would never think that we're related because while she is dark skin with a weave and she has had her body done, her sister was it Tasia It's like Masia Tassia, Tasia Tasia or is it what Mesa Taze I don't know these damn names she's light-skinned with curly wild hair and a very thin body and Andrika isn't feeling that because it's like you know she just looks like a regular girl like she's pretty she's cool and while she was even talking about the shoes that her sister she's like you know what kind of shoes are those and Andrika like you know they're chucks like I got some and it's basically like it's working against her because it's like she's thinking that andrica is one way and andrica is really like more like your sister why are you trying to play her so crucial takes andrica to his hood to show her you know it ain't all bad all the time but of course while they're getting something to eat a shooting happens and this upsets him because he was trying to prove a point. And the exact opposite ended up happening. But you know, she tells him, you looked out for me because before the shooting actually took place and the guy pulled out his gun, Crucial gave her his car keys and sent her out to the car. So it's like, you really protected me and didn't put me in harm's way on purpose. So I'm not mad at you and I really don't want you to be upset. OD... Donica and Essence are in some kind of throuple relationship. Well, Essence is just being played because OD told Donica when he was propositioning her, That bitch do what I tell her to do. So she's really not even a problem. So you ain't got to worry about her. So he's really like spending all this money and taking care of Donica. And Essence is just on the side along for the ride. Andrika receives information that Essence tried to sleep with Crucial so she goes to her shop to confront her and Essence didn't come right out and admit to it but her not saying anything is her saying something and Andrika beat her ass. Andrika picks up Cooper and introduces him to Crucial and they immediately take to each other. So Crucial's real name is capri and when she introduced them cooper called him copy so that's his name for him which i thought was so cute so andrika has to go to court for an emergency court hearing the mccullough's present proof of crucial having a confrontation with mode the day of his arrest as well as being questioned in a recent shooting and approaching emily in the store they also have proof of Andrika assaulting Essence causing her to lose her job so her overnight visits are revoked and they're back to being in the McCullough's home for three hours so Crucial finds out in the end um because he has like a tech guy to tell him things he finds out that Mo is not actually dead and is actually alive. Then he gets a call that Bury or Bury, one of his gang members who was driving Andrica around that day because he didn't want her driving by herself because you know things are weird. That he's shot and Andrica is missing. So it's just like the one thing that he was trying to avoid actually happened anyway and it really fucked him up so the story ends with he's about to set LA on fire to get his woman back so what I've decided to do with Siobhan's book is at the end I will mention the side stories because I really don't care about those Um, or if I did, I'd want like a completely different book to focus on them. But like the first time I read it, of course, I'm reading everything so I can get all the information. But I have a love of rereading books. But when I do that, I just skip past these parts. But anyway, Ayana, who is Andrika's friend, was in a nine-year relationship with a basketball player. But once she tells him that she's pregnant, he gives her an ultimatum of either her being with him or her having the baby and him having nothing to do with it. So she chose the baby. So he moves out, tells her that she can have the house, but basically that's the end of them. So she finds out on social media that he got married to someone else, like an IG model, who is also pregnant. So when they have a conversation, he tells her that he met this woman two years ago. And they basically connected and he fell in love and felt the same way about this woman in such a short amount of time, the way it took him so long to feel about her and so he asked god to send him a sign on who he should be with and that's when they discovered that the woman was pregnant and that's who he wanted to be with and i'm just like i'm so confused because after nine years like why are we not married honestly after two possibly even three like is this moving forward or not just dating for nine years makes no sense and him being upset about the baby like when he when she said that she was pregnant because he was trying to have her drink and she was like you know no i can't have that he's like you know it ain't nothing wrong with a little drink we can have drinks and she's like you know i can't i'm pregnant and it's like he basically made it seem like she was trying to trap him and it's like nigga i've been with you for nine years what the fuck are you talking about anyway um while her and andrika are out at the mall another woman approaches her telling her that she messed with him for five years or five years ago and has a three-year-old son and one of the things he told her when he told her that he didn't want to take care of a baby with her while also taking a taking care of a baby with his wife is he didn't want a bunch of kids all over the place it's like no you just a trifling ass nigga who got a kid out there already who about to have another one and you didn't want to have some project twins but you about to have some anyway so lolly which this fucking nickname throws me um he is also like in the inner circle of the lunatics and he has a girlfriend who he constantly cheated on until she leaves him and he feels a way about that it's just like yeah but you weren't actually supposed to leave me though it's like nigga what the fuck is you saying um he wants ayana and he begins to chase her Well, he was chasing her even while he was still in a relationship with his girlfriend. But she wasn't giving him no type of time. So, like I said, Jory is another inner lunatic. And his girlfriend, Maeza, I don't know. She's spoiled and she's lazy. She don't want to cook. She don't want to clean. She don't want to go to school to get an education. She really just wants to stay in the house or go on shopping sprees and be a kept woman and she told him this and he agreed to it but now he's feeling a way that she is actually living by the words that she told him and it's like nigga she told you that she didn't want to do shit you thought it was cute and like he's the one that paid for her to get her body done because before her body she looked just like the sister that she be talking shit about. In which Tasia, Tasia, however the fuck you say these names, I'm confused about her too. Cause it's like you, the older sister, but you around here being her maid. Like she picks her up, drops her off. The girlfriend is cheating on him and basically makes the sister like drive her to these appointments but don't say nothing to him and so he starts sleeping with the sister so he's sleeping with both of them at this point just being trifling but anyway that is the end of part one of the king and queen uh of the hood series i hope you enjoyed and i hope to see you next week peace and blessings